Welcome to Think Orphan, the podcast for orphan excellence. Real talk with real people navigating the global orphan crisis. Welcome back to the Think Orphan podcast. We are in a new year. Man, 2021 is behind us and we are starting up 2022. Uh, we got we got a lot to talk about today. We're 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 kind of going back to twenty one and season nine to talk about that a little bit, and then we're going to talk a bit about what's coming in season ten. Uh, so a lot of excitement, and in in between, we're gonna we're gonna do a little what did what did we learn in two thousand and twenty one? Uh, a couple recommendations, maybe the book of the year for us. I don't know. Maybe it won't be that. I, I don't know what I'm teasing anyway, but I'm Phil Dark, your host, if you didn't know that already, uh, and I'm here with my co-host and brother-in-arms, Brandon Stiver. So Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Phil. How are you doing, man? Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you. It's uh, hard to believe 2021 is, 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 is at an end. I mean, it's crazy. I know. I know it is. It's kind of weird. I I don't know if we're going to look back at 2020 and 2021 and be like, those were the lost years. Um, Or if we're going to see that they were the years that we were innovating and doing things that were creating amazing things for the future. And I think it's going to be somewhere in between, you know, it's going to be some things that we, we, we were bummed about and some things that were like, man, we never would have done that if it weren't for, um, the issues that arose during those times. So I think that there's, there's a mix of that, but that's, uh, that's, that's, that's conversation we could have in a little bit, but yeah, uh, well, I mean, I know for us, I mean, the, the last two years really, uh, were absolutely formative. I mean, with 1 million home, you know, we were, we were doing this whole other, you know, uh, kind of scope of work around international adoption and special needs children and those things we still do, but man, we were basically a startup in 2018, 2019, and then it was like 2020 hit and 2021, and it's like, oh, you're a startup again. And in fact, like a lot of organizations, even if you've been around 20, 30 years, you basically have to operate as a startup. So, oh, absolutely. I think, I think, yeah, I think it absolutely, you know, forced a lot of people to do things that uh, they wouldn't have done otherwise. And hopefully, those are good things. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, things that uh, helped kind of pare down and focus in, you know, I, I think we sometimes have, um, we sometimes have a propensity to, uh, stretch ourselves thin. So hopefully 2020 and 2021 have been years to kind of pare down. So, uh, so I, I don't know. I, yeah, I think no, that definitely. was the case with us. And I'd say, you know, I think it's always been, whether we know it or not, whether we think it or not, we're kind of following the breadcrumbs that God's putting down for us. You know, and and we kind of we hopefully we have an open handed approach to it to say, all right, God, where where are you leading us? I think it became way more obvious to me over the last. Not I think I know it became more way more obvious to me over the last year and a half, or even couple years, even just before COVID, and then especially during COVID, it was like, all right, I'm gonna follow that breadcrumb and go, and then that's that's all I can see, but that's clear, so I'm gonna go there, and then. From there, he showed me the next thing, and then the next thing, and then the next thing. Because I can tell you right now, similar to when I left the law firm in 2008, and it was just kind of this, that didn't make any sense in the logic of the world. Um, And I went into this unknown of orphan care. I didn't even know what half of it meant. But to have that learning, humble posture coming into it, fortunately I had it, because you don't always, sometimes you think you know more than you know. But I knew I didn't know anything. And now... Over the last, you know, year and a half or so, it's just been that same posture of, all right, God, show me. And then it's led to 
the How Soccer Explains Leadership podcast, which I never would have done if it weren't for having the time during COVID to try a passion project, which then led to partnering with the global sports movement, which then led to us seeing that there's a lot of connections with the orphan care space and with the church planting movements that we can actually bring in best practices, family strengthening and poverty alleviation so that orphanages aren't inadvertently started by church planting and disciple making and never would have, well, I say never, God will do anything. But I think that that came out of this, okay, God, what do you got for us during this time that we're not able to travel, where we're not able to go and just do stuff? And I think sometimes that's the great lesson there is in the midst of where we feel we're doing nothing, God is continuing to work. And you oftentimes it's just that he's always working in that way. We just don't stop to see it or to listen, right? So I think that there was a lot of that going on right now where I feel that we were able to hear God, which has led to that creation of new, of innovation, of better in a lot of ways. And I think too, making it more obvious that what you and I both know, but I think making it more obvious to others that collaboration isn't an option. It's a necessity if we're going to do this work at its fullest. Um, and so it's not just an efficiency thing. It's a, it's a gospel movement, kingdom building thing. And it's how God works. I mean, heck, he collaborates with us. Yeah. Like, so that no, alone it's, it's, should it's, tell us, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's so good, man. Yeah, that collaboration piece is, is absolutely integral because, I mean, these these uh, things that we're talking about, these these issues, you know, we're talking about, you know, child protection stuff. We're talking about, you know, caring for the most vulnerable children, like, you know, throughout the world. Uh, and the problems that they're facing are just way too big, way too big for any one entity. You know, you look at some of these organizations that have these budgets and, and personnel that are just kind of through the roof. And yet these, these, uh, these issues and these risk factors continue to face children. Um, and all the more so now with COVID, you know, so, uh, if we don't collaborate, we're really selling ourselves short, but even more than that, we're selling these kids short. So um, that's what I love about this podcast. That's why I, what I love about, you know, pro- partnering with Providence World and, and, and just the important work that you guys are doing and, and really even just getting to talk with lots of different people last year. So, uh, you know, season nine is, is come to, has come to a close. Uh, it was a great season. I felt honored because man, it was my first season getting to step in and help with some of the production and hosting and all of that. It's been, it's just been a blast, uh, a shout out to the team, uh, that it's not just me and Phil that are doing this thing. Uh, we have other people that are, that are, uh, uh, editing sound and doing social media and all of that. So, so thank you to all of those that, that are a part of it as well. But as we uh, have wrapped up season nine now, uh, what are some of those uh, kind of key takeaways for you or, or some of the guests that kind of stuck out for you as like, wow, I had not thought about that or wow, I'm really glad we heard from that individual. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, first I want to do the general, the 30,000, 100,000 foot view of this season, like most other seasons. There's so many amazing people doing amazing work that, is making this go round, right? I mean, God is working through people from completely different backgrounds, from completely different places, working in places sometimes that are 
their home environment, other times not. And and you just see that come together. And that's why I love doing what we get to do on this show, where we get to talk with um, people from, uh, you know, Ruth, right, in, in Kenya. And someone who is, I mean, I'm not going to say it couldn't be more different from us, but extremely different from us, right, um, in so many ways. And yet, same in so many ways, right? I mean, we have hopes, dreams, fears. We are, we are children of God that we can, you know, we are, we are trying to live out our, our purposes, right? And, and sometimes that, that's different. We have Anya in Paraguay. I mean, brilliant woman who, <clears throat> like I said, some of these people are like, how have we not had this conversation already on Think Orphan? And she's one of those. Like, I, I talk about it all the time. We talked about it probably back in the forum in Thailand when we were just getting the podcast started. Hey, we need to get you on. And I mean, guy who still hasn't been on it, Phil Aspergren, where I'm like, dude, what the, what's the deal? And he's like, oh, you talk to somebody else. I'm not. Uh, and I, I'm like, no, like this, you know, but to, to hear from Ashley, to hear from, and what's cool is Ashley and then Aaron Blue in Thailand where they're, you know, working in some of the same areas from different angles and different things, but, but the same kingdom work, right? You know, to hear from the professors that we heard from, the pastors, you know, I, I just love the team to get Ian back on, Ian Forber Pratt, you know, the dude just, he, he, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's just a, a great friend who thinks very deeply and well about these issues. And, and I love that. And he, again, coming from a background adopted from India, goes back to India, comes back to the States, like, and doing awesome stuff, you know? So, um, and then, you know, Tom Rott, I love I love talking with him because we can see that side of it where we you know already talked to Marissa about about uh, Salamta and to hear his side of of that and and just what God's doing in and through him. Um, obviously, you know Susan Hillis, she's just a rock star uh, doing so much of this stuff. Um, I I I I don't want I'm not going to name everybody, but I will say that there hasn't been. Um, a slouch, let's put it that way. You know, I mean, these are just people that are, and, and some of them you've heard of, others you haven't. Um, I mean, heck, outside the orphan care space, you probably haven't heard of any of them. But they're people that are doing really important things for the kingdom. But I think that the reason they are is because they're humble in their approach to say, we're just, again, doing what that next thing is. We're following that breadcrumb. We're, we're doing the next right thing. And I, you know, I, I, I don't want to stop talking about it without saying our, our friends at FSAC. I mean, Mick was the first interview that I ever did for this show. It wasn't the first released, but the first interview I ever did. And to have them back on to kind of cap off this season, that's just special. I just love... Mick and Dan and Caitlin and and uh, and and I was able to interview Mick's son Mark on the How Soccer Explains Leadership podcast. So if you love Mick, check that out. My conversation with Mark was a lot of fun. It's just all about leadership, but he's a pastor there outside of Leeds um, in in England. A great dude, um, and his wife uh, Hannah works with FSAC as well. So. So it's just fun to be able to have these conversations. And, you know, I, I didn't get into any specifics at that point because I, you know, me, I'm a big picture guy, but that's the big picture that I got where I think that as we look at this, don't miss that. 
as you're going through this. If you listen to these interviews piecemeal, don't miss that this is what we're talking about. All these pieces work together and they're interconnected. What Susan's talking about goes everywhere. What Ian's talking about goes everywhere. What Jonathan's talking about goes everywhere. It's focused in one area, but it, it's, it's relevant. And how can you apply that to where you are? So that's, that's what I always get out of it. And this season, man, I mean, kudos to you, Brandon, for bringing it together. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, and I know it's not, I know it's not just you, but, but I love doing it this season with you. It's been a great, um, and, uh, you know, and it, and it, I think that our conversations, and that's what I love about all the different co-hosts. It's, it's different. Um, but it doesn't change it. The, the richness of the conversation has, has never changed with any of the, the co-hosts. And that, I love that part of yeah. it too. So, no, it's been good. And, and, and just so much fun. I, I tell people that I, I feel like I've got the best job in, in the orphan care space, the, the opportunity to do just tons of different initiatives, work with a great team and get to do fun stuff like the Think Orphan podcast is just is just so much fun. And yeah, I mean, season nine, I mean, there was a lot in there. Um, you know, I think three big takeaways. I mean, you, you, you ran right through the list. And, and like you said, there was no there were no slumps and no slouches uh, in season nine. Uh, we got to hear from people. Uh, from various places, uh, people that are working in all sorts of different contexts, focused on all sorts of different things. Of course, we had emphasis on uh, conflict uh, was one of the things that we ended up coming back to in Myanmar and El Salvador and Ethiopia and um, you know, getting to hear from practitioners as well as care leavers, uh, educators. I mean, it was, it was a lot. I think for me, three, three kind of big takeaways, and this relates to 2021 as a whole. Um, and what I love about this podcast is actually getting to be current, current with the sector. Um, so that if somebody wants to know about what's going on with at-risk children, what's going on with orphans of vulnerable children, especially from a, from a Christian standpoint, you know, this is, this is a place for them to, plug in, you know, so uh, a, a few podcasts that kind of stuck out to me. One uh, was our conversation with Pastor Evans Bags. Um, I just we can't understate the role that American churches play within global orphan care that we just can't. Uh, it, it It's it's huge. It's huge. Um, and with uh, Faith to Action study uh, and the Barna Group study that came out last year, um, you know, that really it was really kind of like a seminal work to kind of actually start to put some numbers and paint a picture here as far as what that interaction looks like and to actually have that conversation with a with a pastor um, of a, you know, of a, of a good sized church that's really thinking through um how can we do this better and not just like, well, we just do this because our congregants like it, you know, um, or just so that we can kind of check a box that you know, we do mercy ministries at our church or whatever. No, to actually have a leader come on and say, hey, this we're thinking deeply about this and we want to do better. Um, so another big report that came out was the, was the COVID orphanhood report. Getting to have Dr. Susan Hillis on last uh, season. If you guys didn't listen to that episode, um, but you actually operate in this orphan care space, that would probably be the one from season nine to go back and check. Um, because uh, Dr. Hillis really just walks us through um what COVID really means for for at-risk children and and i mean we're talking over five million kids that are now uh orphaned or have lost their primary caregiver due to COVID. i mean that's just 
astounding um, and has huge implications for for the people that are engaged in this space. So um, that was another big one. Uh, just so much appreciate her insight and leadership in this space. And uh, I think the last one, you know, we don't just want to look at um, what are those big reports that come out and say, you know, this is um this is a big issue or this is something that we need to change, you know, with the with the church and Christian giving uh, report from Barna or the COVID orphanhood report from the CDC. But um, also, you know, how how can we take steps? How can we get better equipped? And I know, you know, one of the reasons why I was listening to uh, Think Orphan from the beginning back when it launched in 2016 was I was a practitioner living in Tanzania, you know, and just kind of like, man, what can I do to improve? Right. There's no there's no world class, you know, university around the corner, you know, in in northern Tanzania where I can plug in. Um, So what can I do to kind of level up, you know, my skill set to do this work better? Um, So I do even think about that. podcast with SFAC where we're, where we were talking about, um, you know, just a free course that's available, right. Um, where you can actually learn from Mick and Dan and Caitlin, um, on how to better protect children. I mean, cause that, that's a core thing for all of us, man. If we're not safeguarding children, we're not doing our job. There's no other, there's no two ways about it. So to be able to get that type of insight and to actually level up our skills, um, I think is, is so important beyond, you know, just getting educated or just reading the reports, but actually investing, um, in our skill set. So, um, that, that, those are three things that kind of stick out for me. Um, but man, so many awesome conversations in season nine and, uh, some awesome conversations coming up as we, uh, kick off season 10 today. Uh, so, uh, and probably some people that you would have thought we could have had on a while ago that we will get on or back on this year. So, yeah. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a minute, but kind of the interlude, let's do the, the intermission between season nine and season 10. Let's talk about what's like maybe one or two, whether it's a book or a podcast or a movie or something that you um, engaged with, let's say, in 2021, that uh, that you want to make sure that our audience is going to engage with in 2022, if they haven't already. Wow. So uh, I am... I am a consumer of these types of materials. So I'm going to go with one podcast recommendation and one book recommendation. And they're both a little different, but definitely uh, related to this space. So uh, I don't I I suppose I could say it's the book of the year for me because I just it was so eye opening. Um, Last year, I read a number of different things. I, I got into a little George Orwell, you know, kind of fix last year, which was mm-hmm. cool because I'm not mm-hmm. reading enough fiction these days, to be honest. But I feel like even some of the conversations we've had is like, oh, I need to read that more. So I read Animal yeah. Farm, which is great. Have oh, you read Animal Farm? Oh, yeah. So good. A few times, actually, because my uh, kids have read it in high school. And so I wanted to make sure to be current with my reading it's a quick read too it's not even it's unbelievable that book is so good unbelievable Uh, scary i also read 1984 scary and unbelievable all at the same time scary in that you actually recognize that 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 those things happen right yes with these regime changes and all Mm -hmm. of that you know regardless of Mm -hmm. the philosophy even it's just a it's it's just a conversation about power and like all of that right so and it's so subversive right and that's the thing about it that it doesn't seem like it's happening when it's happening 
and then it's you know all animals are equal but some are more equal than others right yes. it's like that it slowly changes but it you know if you haven't read animal farm read it read um it. but uh also don't just read it as a story about animals um, no. That's a little spoiler alert. Um, no. So anyway. Anyways, that wasn't even my recommendation. I was just saying I was reading some George Orwell. I also read 1984 last year, which was another really good book. Um, I liked Animal Farm more, though, but they're both good. Um, okay, but this is my actual book recommendation. Uh, this is a book actually by a friend of mine, um, but it's gotten quite a bit of play. Um, it's, it's by Tiffany Bloom. Um, she goes to the same church with me here. She's an adoptive mother. Um, her husband, Derek is a friend as well. Um, but she wrote a book last year called pray tell, um, why we silence women who tell the truth and how everyone can speak up. And it was so well researched, so well done. Um, it was essentially about the church to movement. And one of the things that, you know, we always as Christians need to be, uh, mindful and cognizant of is uh what is our church culture doing you know a lot of people last year were listening to the mars hill podcast um which was very eye-opening you know the the cultures that we have at our churches matter and even when we're talking about animal farm and thinking about the role of power like it's important as Christians that we model ourselves after Christ, um, who laid down his life, literally like emptied himself of his own power. Right. Uh, he didn't, he, he didn't, uh, what's the scripture? He didn't consider, you know, equality with God, something to be grasped. Right. So our role as Christians is to actually be self-sacrificial and to put others before us. And sometimes in church cultures, when we build up these, you know, structures that are, um, relying on man's power rather than on God's power, we get these corruptions. And I think with um, sex abuse that has uh, taken place in some of our congregations, the church to movement, uh, the ways that that has adversely affected women as well as children, um, it's something that we have to be mindful of. So uh, that was a that was a five star book for me last year. Uh, so that's Pray Tell by Tiffany Bloom. Uh, highly recommend. Not necessarily uh, it you know around orphan care, but um, definitely a very pertinent read. So that would be my recommendation uh, for my kind of book of the year for 2021. Um, and then podcast recommendation. Uh, you know, this year we got into conversations around Myanmar. We got in conversations around Ethiopia. Um, for me, I, I do read a lot, but I also listen to a lot of podcasts. And one of the podcasts that's been really helpful is this book is this uh, podcast called Global Dispatches? Uh, it's by Mark Leon Goldberg, and he uh, he works for the UN, but he has these amazing conversations about you know international relations. It's very nonpartisan, um, very much focused on uh, you know global issues, uh, conflicts, and crises around the world. So. Um, if people have interest, especially when you think about like conversations we had with Ashley or with Tom Rott or, um, that would be, that would be a good podcast to, to plug into as well. So that's global dispatches. Uh, so those are my two recommendations, uh, pray tell by Tiffany Bloom and the podcast global dispatches. Uh, how about you, man? What, what were some of your, uh, top resources from 2021? Yeah. You know, I think, um, it was actually a, a down year for me on reading. Um, and of course, by reading, you know, I mean listening. Um, but uh, 
But there was one book that I think from the standpoint of our lives and, and helping us, and, 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 and I'm, I'm going to be very quick to say on productivity books, be careful to not put yourself in the box of the author because the author is probably wired differently from you. So it may be that their productivity looks different from yours, but take from it what works for you to get the most out of your productivity because I, I think that that's something that we can put too much on ourselves if someone is like an overachiever and a workaholic and they're writing a book from a productivity standpoint, it could, it could be dangerous for us. That being said, I think that this book is really good. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's been around for a few years, I think. But um, a lot of people read it last year and the year before. Uh, very good book. It's atomic in the sense of big. Boom. It, they can have a huge impact. But also in the sense of small. The atom. The atom is very small. Um, but small habits that we create that create bigger habits that then move to life change. And so an example, an easy example, and it can go to anything that we're doing, but the example is if you want to get healthy and you want to start working out, don't try to go run a marathon, right? Start with your, you develop the habit to make it so that you are a person who works out, right? So what does that mean? That means that rather than saying, oh, I can't go for a 10 mile walk today or a five mile walk or a three mile walk or a one mile walk, I just don't have time, it's too cold, whatever. Just do a push-up, literally. One push-up, you know, maybe 10, whatever. But then that day you did not break the streak. You are still a person who works out every day, right? And so it's that idea, and it goes into these different areas. So I'm a person who reads the Bible, okay? Rather than going, oh, I can't read the four chapters to keep up with my year, you know, Bible in a year program, read a verse, if that's all you can catch that day. Now, hopefully that's not a, hopefully that grows into a chapter, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, study it. But to create that habit that works for you, not to go, oh, you know, um, they do it this way, therefore I have to or I'm failing. That's not what it's about. And I think too many people read productivity books that way and have to do exactly how the author does it. But the problem is, you know, going back to DISC and the work that I do with that, you pro, you know, you're probably odds are you aren't wired exactly like the person. Well, you aren't because that's just virtually impossible. It's not impossible, but it's virtually impossible in the world. We don't have time to get into that. So that's one book um, I really liked. I thought I thought it was very good. Um, took some things from it that that were that were solid. Um, a book that I'm not going to spend too much time because I've already talked about it on this podcast quite a bit early on, but I, I dabbled back into it a little bit and I want to get back into it. I'm probably going to do it every day and or I'm not going to say every day, as many days as I can in 2022. Uh, New Morning Mercies by Paul David Tripp. To me, it's, it's my favorite devotion. I'm not a devotional guy, but it's one that I've really, really liked going through. Fantastic, fantastic daily devotional that, that's really, really good. And then the movie, I think I talked about it on the podcast already, but it, it's a movie that just keeps coming back to me in, in a good way. Um, and it's one that for the work we do with kids, um, it's important to watch this movie for the think the lessons you can learn. And it's Searching for Bobby, for Bobby Fisher. It's a movie from the early 90s. Um, it's not like a classic, I don't think. I don't think people talk about it in those terms. But... From the standpoint of working with kids, whether you're coaching them, whether you're working with them in the context of the work we do, um, it really does a good job of talking about, um, through the metaphor of the movie, this kid, he's a, he's a, he's a, chess, a chess prodigy, and his mentor 
for a good chunk of the movie is trying to make him who he thinks he should be rather than make him into the best version of who he's created to be. And there's a big difference between the two because he kept, so there's this one scene that's super poignant and he basically says to him, you need to hate your opponent. And the kid says, but I don't. He says, you need to. Bobby Fischer hated his opponents. Bobby Fischer was the grandmaster chess dude that he was emulating, right? The American. And he says, but I don't, and I don't want to. And it was this idea of he had his own way of being great at chess. So how do we maximize that rather than creating little Bobby Fishers or little whatever, replace it with whatever you're trying to. So um, I use it all the time in the soccer world too. So all that to say, um, the other thing I'm psyched about in 22, and if you're a if you're a coach or your spouse is a coach or you know coaches, which probably you do one of those three things, um, I'm creating this program called uh, Coaching the Bigger Game with a good friend of mine, and it's something I'm really, really excited about. It's, it's all about self-leadership, leading the individual, leading the team. It could go to the work you're doing in the orphan care space as well. Um, something that if you're interested in it, reach out to me. Um, and, uh, I would love to talk with you about it because it's something that I'm passionate about, uh, spending a lot of time on it because I know that it's a hugely important, um, thing for our kids because I think too many coaches and not just in the United States, I think all around the world are putting their desire to win above the flourishing of the children. And that's something that we're really addressing and you don't see it in the training that coaches are getting and the certifications they're getting. So, um, that's something I'm psyched that's about. That's good, man. So. Yeah. And, and to our listeners, you know, especially as this is kind of a review preview episode, uh, you know, that was a lot of uh, recommendations from both Phil and I. Everything will be linked on the show notes. So even if you're listening in an Apple podcast or Spotify or whatever, go to thinkorphan.com uh, and check out the show notes. Everything will be right there for you. So, uh, so much good stuff to get into. So many good books and podcasts and trainings and movies. And, uh, you know, th this is kind of a lot of what we do in our culture is getting into content and resources. So let's make sure that those ones that we are putting in uh, are really edifying and, and helping us, you know, build towards more Christ-like character as well. So uh, so definitely check out the show notes on thinkorphan.com for all of those. Absolutely. Absolutely. And with that, so, I mean, this is the premiere episode, right? Yeah, so let's let's do a quick quick preview. You know, this is just a teaser, so we're not going to get into a lot of the details because we don't. First of all, we don't want to make promises we can't keep. So we want to make sure that sometimes people are like, "Yeah, I want to get on," and then they don't. So we might just tease that with like not saying the name. <laughs> but um, but I know we have some people that that uh, you know we're we're sure that we're gonna we're gonna get them. Um, for this season. So why don't you just uh, take a minute to, to preview out yeah. what we're, uh, what, what's in store for this uh, season 10? Yeah. So season 10, we're definitely looking forward to, we got some, we got some great content coming out and, and, you know, as uh, we kind of, you know, move forward, we want also kind of want to mix it up a little bit. So you guys are accustomed to hearing, you know, Phil and I interview and, and that's, you know, the, the standard operating procedure, which is awesome. We actually have a, one of the 
one of the pieces that we'll kind of lead with is uh, actually some content that that we were able to capture um, actually a couple years ago in 2019. Uh, we got uh, Francis Chan uh, to join a team from One Million Home uh, going around Kenya and, and getting to talk with a lot of the people that you've actually already heard on this podcast. Um, so there's a there's an op-ed that was that that was uh, released recently, and we have a lot of content on Journey Home, which you guys have uh, heard about. But uh, we're gonna dis- we're gonna have some of that content here as well. So we're gonna have a yeah a two part series uh, with Francis Chan, where he gets to talk with some of the people that you've already heard from, like Ruth Washuka and Jared Shetman and others, uh, people that have been on the podcast. Um, but them getting to connect with Pastor Francis. Um, we're gonna have some authors coming on this uh, year. Nicole Wilkie from CAFO just recently wrote a book with Jason Johnson. She's going to come on and, and share with us about that book. Uh, we should be getting Craig Greenfield back on, who uh, has a book that's releasing this year. Um, you know, one of the things that we kind of alluded to last year um, was around funding and fundraising. Uh, and we're actually going to get into that this year, including talking about child sponsorships. Should we do child sponsorship? Should we not? You know, people have different opinions on that. Uh, so we're going to have uh, people come on and just talk about, man, what does it look like to do finances, you know, with excellence for orphan care organizations? So we'll talk about that some with Caroline Boudreau from Miracle Foundation. We're going to talk about that with our friend Brent Phillips from Cherish Uganda, um, and and others. There's going to be other people on. We're we're talking. We're going to have some people from from World Without Orphans come on this year um, to talk with us about parenting or to talk us about the work that they're doing in country. So uh, we got so many people coming on uh, in season ten, man. It's going to be it's going to be a fantastic season, uh, and and some really great conversations coming your guys' way. Yeah, you know, and that's no surprise, right? I mean, I think that's kind of the consistent we've had is amazing people because there's no shortage of you amazing people out there. And I think on that note, if you know amazing people, if you think that God's doing stuff through you that you'd love to share, um, notice I didn't say if you think you're an amazing person because that that might that might uh, might disqualify some of it. Um, but uh, but I think that you know we're we love getting. I mean, heck. That's how Brandon and I met. He reached out. I mean, he wasn't like, hey, I want to be on the show. I actually asked him after some conversations. But, you know, Jeff Ott, Chief Omba, I always bring him up. Jeff Ott, man, if you're listening, you probably are. You're one of my favorite people. Um, so, and I don't say that to everybody. Just, there's, there's just something about the conversations we get to have outside the podcast that's just special. I, I, I am... I love being able to meet people through this because it really just is more and more confirmation. I mean, we know people are listening. We can look at numbers, but we want you to be more than a number, right? We want it to be a real conversation because that is what it's all about. It's why we do this is to have these conversations and not just come up to us somewhere and be like, hey, that was great. But what are you learning? What are your questions? How do you want to engage? How can you go deeper? What does it look like for you? What does it look like for the people? What does it look like for your church? How can we um, do this together? Because I know, you know, I, I can speak for Brandon because we've talked about it. That's, that's why we want to be doing this stuff is to get you thinking deeper and to be able to think deeper with you. So with that, you know, reach out to us, info at thinkorphan.com. Check out the Facebook group, um, you know, and, and, you know, those are ways that you can connect with us easily. Right. And, um, and, uh, so those are just, and then honestly, you can reach out to, to me at pdark at 
ProvidenceWorld.com. And Brandon, is it just Brandon at One Million Home? Brandon at One, yeah, the number one. You know, and, and as you guys are, you know, reaching out, we always love hearing from you guys. And normally I, you know, normally Phil gives the gives the uh, call to action. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'll just jump in and just say, man, if you are being, you know, blessed and equipped by the show, uh, definitely in Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, give us a rate, give us a review. Uh, it helps us out a lot to, to get this out further. Um, and look, I mean, Providence World and One Million Home, like we, we are nonprofit organizations. Um, so uh, we also invite, you know, you guys to, to get behind and, and support the ministry. You know, lots of podcasts have their Patreon pages and that's awesome, you know, but for us, we're doing it as, as part of our mission to, to love orphan and vulnerable children better. Um, so would even just invite, you know, as, as, uh, we go into 2022, um, if you give towards nonprofits and, and, uh, you know, organizations that are, wanting to love orphan and vulnerable children better and, and to, to share Christ's love and, and all of those things. Uh, you know, I would just invite you, go, go check out Providence World or, or, or if, you know, I don't want to plea for one billion home or anything, but, <laughs> uh, you know, so we just invite that uh, just because, you know, uh, all of this, you know, takes energy and time and we don't have a Patreon page or anything like that because we just do it because we're passionate about children and passionate about equipping people better. So but all of those things do kind of help uh, the the work that's being done through Think Orphan uh, and both of the organizations that are now uh, kind of at the helm. So uh, just invite that as well. And and we, we so appreciate everybody that, that is a part of the, the missions that our organizations are all about. Absolutely. All right, folks. Well, we're going to wrap up this wrap-up slash review show, preview show, or whatever we're going to call it um, right now by, you know, like we always do. We, we just want to – we're hoping you're taking what you're learning from this show. You're helping it or you're using it to help you in all that you do, and you're using it to help you love orphan and vulnerable children better and better each and every day. Thanks a lot. We hope that you have a fantastic 2022. We hope you've enjoyed today's Think Orphan podcast. For all the information in this week's podcast, please visit us at thinkorphan.com. You too can be part of the conversation. Send your questions to info at thinkorphan.com or join us on the Think Orphan Facebook page. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again on the next edition of Think Orphan.